This is the Grow Your Clinic podcast from Clinic Mastery. We help progressive health professionals to lead inspired teams, transform client experiences, and build clinics for good. Now, it's time to grow your clinic. Welcome back to another episode of the Grow Your Clinic podcast. Jack O'Brien and my co-host, Ben Lynch here. How are you, Benjamin? I am doing super well. I know I say that a lot. You know, it's funny, actually, because... I try and be as positive as I possibly can. I have a mentor of mine who says, you know, the answer to that question is, how are you? I am well. It is well with my soul. How are things? Things are a mess. (laughs) (laughs) From the thick of COVID, 47.0. You know, things are crazy, but I am well. Regular listeners, avid listeners of the podcast or viewers, those who are watching on YouTube, will be loosely familiar with the idea that we are writing a book. And so I'm interested to pick your brains on the process behind writing mm. a book. We've, we've touched in previous episodes on why and who might read it, kind of what's covered. But tell me, when the light bulb flicks on and you go, I'm going to write a book, then what? <laughs> like what happens then? <laughs> it's quite interesting because I've spoken to a few people who I think should write a book. I think for various reasons, their business, their profile lends itself to being able to share some awesome stories and experiences. And that's been the question as well. How do you go about it? And look, Jack, at this stage, having written zero books, but (laughs) gone through a great up and down experience of writing one book, I can share that experience. That's about it. What do you do? Do you you just reach out to someone who's done it before or (laughs) where do you start? Good point. We both lent on a mutual friend, Harvey Penny, who'd written a book and has since written multiple books, maybe three or four. That was a really good starting point. So was YouTube. I think YouTube served as a really great place to go. How do you write a book? And there's a whole bunch of different ways. You know, people suggest you can do it in a weekend or do it in a month, whatever the case may be. So for us, I think it started with Harvey and us going, let's do a writing retreat. Mm-hmm. Let's actually go away for the weekend and give it a jump start. And then off the back of that, maybe we've got some momentum. Mm. Tough place, McLaren Vale. It was tough sampling some of the wines of the McLaren Vale, but someone has to support local as South Australians do. I'll put my hand up. Happy to support the dry-aged beef at Coriole any day of the week. (laughs) uh, You know, the the Grenache of Samuel's Gorge is life-changing. I totally agree. Samuel's Gorge, my favourite winery. But on that, one of the things that Harvey had said, and perhaps it, it is quite a common saying in writing, I don't fully advocate this, but the saying is write drunk, edit sober. (laughs) (laughs) And do you know what? At various times, I have found that experience of the fact that you get in your own way of writing some version of a block. It doesn't sound right. This isn't perfect. This could be better. Or you don't particularly feel like writing. And I guess that principle there is around getting that voice outside the head so you just write. But I think the more progressive professional version and one that I really liked from Harvey was he said, I believe the professional paints every day. The amateur paints when they feel like it. Mm. And that was something that really stood out was just write. The editing process comes later. 
you'll get the flow, the grammar, etc. later. So that was a habit for me to develop and I wasn't, am not perfect at it. I actually had on my whiteboard here, paint every day, just in big text. And that was, that was useful. Mm. I believe it's a quote from Stephen Pressfield, The War of Art. And, you know, at that retreat and since then, there's been a process of brain dump and codifying our methodology. Writing a book is part science and part art, right? And so, yes, there's the art of dumping and, and our bringing our abstract ideas to life, but there's a bit of a science to it as well in terms of structuring sections and chapters and paragraphs and word counts. Can you maybe walk us through that a little bit? Where we started at the retreat was one way. Where it's ended up right now is quite a different way and an evolved way. And a lot was revealed through taking action. Mm. I think that's an important thing that I think if we'd tried to think of that structure at the start, I'm not sure we would have got there, but it was through action that clarity was a result. So in that sense, for us, having that methodology And I think this is the same for clinics. Sure. You have a methodology, even if it's not absolutely perfect or crystallized in how it works or you haven't quite wrapped the words around it, you have a methodology of practice and a philosophy that binds the evidence base together Mm. uh, because the evidence base is not complete. So you've got to have something that binds it. So I think for us, having clarity on the methodology allowed us to create the chapter structure. And from there, I think we captured some of the key principles Mm. that we would use similar in a clinic when you see certain conditions, you're going to use certain vernacular or lines or scripts, if you would, to explain certain conditions. And you might use certain interventions like principles in getting better. So we did the same in the sense of as a clinic owner, what are principles in the different seven degrees, which is in a broad sense, the methodology that we use to grow a clinic. Mm. Because it's kind of like you hear about writing a book and, you know, let's pick a figure, let's say 40,000 words. It's like, that's impossible. But when you think about maybe an introduction, a conclusion and seven sections, all of a sudden we've got nine sections with three or four paragraphs each. So we're talking 40 sections. All we've got to do is write a thousand words per section, right? And all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's actually just three paragraphs. And, you know, by the time you include a story and a principle in there, it's it's, how do you eat an elephant, right? And vegans, forgive me, but one bite at a time. (laughs) uh, Chunking the science down makes makes a lot of sense. Tell me what Mm. have you enjoyed most and what have you enjoyed least about the writing process? I've enjoyed most, and it speaks more to probably my style, is – getting clear on what the key point of a chapter will be, the key message, the key principle, and then connecting the story with the asset that might be used as an example of a system, an asset that is that's being used to then live that out. Mm -hmm. Actually getting down into the detail of connecting sentences together, that has been the hardest for me. And there's been a few lessons, and I'll also say, there's been some good advice to have a ghostwriter be more part of it. And there are definitely options where you can have someone else write more of the book for you. Right or wrong, I think we've gone down the method of 
this healing spiritual journey, if you would, <laughs> uh, of pulling together the content. And that comes perhaps a little easier to us to some degree in the sense of we are an education-based company. We produce a lot of content. So we have a lot filtering through that is then key and then connecting it has also been a, a challenge. Something that's also in the process, I'll say been therapeutic, been very practical in simplifying a lot of things that we use. So same if a clinic owner was to write a book, I think they'd find that they would simplify and crystallize a lot of things that perhaps they've got in all different areas of their business. Mm. It's really interesting insights. And I know that clinic owners listening along, maybe you've thought, hey, I'd like to write a book. I've got no bloody idea what I'd write on, but I think a book would be useful for me as an individual, useful for our clinic. Our hope with this episode and the coming series on the book before it launches, our hope for this series is that it might inspire you to write a book, to read our book, to glean from some of the wisdom here in not just growing your clinic, but on a meta sense, how a book might be able to help you grow your clinic as well. So uh, we're going to unpack a bunch of the content that you mentioned, the stories, the principles, philosophies over the coming episodes. So thank you for uh, tuning in for those as they come. And Ben, thank you for joining me and uh, giving us a little bit of a peek behind the curtain on the Grow Your Clinic book. Thank you. Looking forward to it. This is almost like therapy. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, folks, thanks for joining us. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube or listening on your podcast player of choice and you want to check out the show notes or anything that we've mentioned here today, head over to clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. You can get in touch with us. You can do the Assess Your Clinic scorecard. All of the resource is over there or get in touch directly. Jack at clinicmastery.com. There's a human on the other end and I'd love to say g'day and uh, chew the fat on how you can grow your clinic. But ultimately, thanks for joining us for this episode and I can't wait to bring you another one again really soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Your Clinic podcast. To find out more about past episodes or how we can help you, head to www.clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast and please remember to rate and review us on your podcast player of choice. See you on the next episode.